Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. We are all revenants. This is how G.K. Chesterton describes the baptized believer in Christ in his 1908 book, Orthodoxy. Timeless classic. I highly recommend it to everyone. Revenants, if you're not used to that word, we don't use it in everyday language, are ghosts. Those who have returned from the dead. He captures our imagination, G.K. Chesterton does, by saying all living Christians are dead pagans walking about. What a great way to put it. To put the spiritual reality we just sang about. We hardly see anything happening in baptism, yet there is a profound spiritual truth that occurs. We live in a pagan world, my friends. I don't know if you've recognized that or noticed it. But we are dead pagans walking about. Dead men walking. We're the walking dead. We're the undead. How did you become a dead pagan walking about? How have you, who were dead in your unbelief and in your sin, become alive? Jesus Christ was baptized for you. Jesus Christ was crucified for you. He was resurrected for you. Dead man walking about. Jesus told John why he, Christ, needed to be baptized. See, Jesus wasn't a sinner like we are. He never doubted his heavenly father as we do. Jesus was never a pagan. He didn't worship false gods. Or, like many today who fancy themselves intellectually enlightened, learned, scientific, scholarly, academic, are modern pagan types. He didn't deny the existence of God, thinking he knows better. Jesus is God's Son, with whom he is well pleased. So why on earth was Jesus baptized? Baptism is what brings dead pagans to life. Jesus didn't need that. Jesus was never a pagan. And Jesus was never dead. Where we, you and I, and all of mankind save Jesus, where we're conceived and stillborn in sin, born dead spiritually, Conceived in our mother's womb in sin, as David says. Where that's our reality, Jesus was conceived in righteousness. And born alive. The only man to ever be so. Born alive. Jesus didn't need to return from the dead. A revenant. Because he was never dead. That's one thing he could not be. Returned from the dead. So our Lord told John the answer to this question, why he needed to be baptized. Matthew preserved it for us as a blessing to us in chapter 3, verse 15 of today's gospel reading. What did Jesus say? 
John's like, no, I need to be baptized by you. What are you doing? You got this backwards. As all humans are, right? We know better than God all the time. Let me do this for you. And Jesus says, no, no, let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was baptized to make baptism effective. If he hadn't been baptized, baptism would be nothing. It would have no spiritual power. Jesus was baptized to give it its power. He is the incarnate, embodied, enfleshed word of God. And so the very word of God stepped down into the baptismal waters to turn them into what they are. Pools of life-giving water that bring dead pagans to life. That make us, who are sinners, into righteous sinners. To fulfill all righteousness. To make us sainted sinners. The revenant, remnant. Dead pagans. Walking about. Filling this world with righteousness, the righteousness of our Redeemer imparted to us by His Holy Ghost. When Jesus was baptized, He became and remains sacramentally, that is, mysteriously. That's what the word sacrament means, mystery. He became and remains sacramentally involved with you and me, we who are sainted sinners. This is how he keeps the phone line open. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, the preaching of the word. When John baptized Jesus, the one baptism for the remission of sins was brought online, was empowered by Christ's death on the cross. But the cross hadn't happened yet. So when we take a look at Luke 12, 49 to 53, we see there that Jesus describes his crucifixion as that thing that divides people, yes. And why does it do that? Well, because the cross is what separates believers from unbelievers. We believe in Jesus, or we don't. Pagans from dead pagans walking about. Christians from non-Christians. But here Jesus describes his crucifixion as none other than his baptism. Well, how is that? He's already been baptized. What is he talking about? His crucifixion and the resurrection to follow. This is where Jesus, who was never a revenant, never one to come back from the dead, the only man born alive, the only man born sinless, it's where he dies so that he can be resurrected, become a revenant, become the man walking about after death, become the undead. Jesus was resurrected, so he had to be crucified. And so he calls his crucifixion his baptism, the place where he comes back alive, just as our baptism brings us to life. He says his crucifixion is his baptism because that's where he becomes our reverend revenant. Capital R, capital R. The dead man. 
for all dead men walking about. We enter our baptism, you and me, we enter our baptism confessing our sin, longing for it to be taken away from us, washed off of us. But when John baptized Jesus, our Lord entered into those baptismal waters, not confessing his sin, he had none, instead confessing his identity as the sin remover, the one who fulfills all righteousness. And where does he do that? The cross. That's where he fulfills all righteousness. That's where he loves you by sacrificing his perfect life for all of us pagans, all of us now dead pagans walking about. The cross is where Jesus kills you, pagan, and where he brings you to life, Christian. It's where he takes us who are full of idolatry and doubt and through baptism drowns that in us, drowns the pagan, that the new man in you, the Christian in you, can emerge clean, sinless. Jesus died for the dead so he could resurrect the revenant. What he began at the river with John, he fulfilled on the cross where a river of blood and water poured from his side and has been flowing ever since through baptismal fonts and the altar to you. This is what Paul says about our Lord in 1 Corinthians 1, 28-31 this morning. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, that is, holiness, and redemption. So that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord what he has done. Christ Jesus, our Messiah, through the wondrous sacrament of baptism, has made you, each and every one of you, alive by connecting all the baptismal waters, all the fonts in their plain, simple tap water, connecting them to his baptismal waters in the Jordan to his baptismal waters at the cross. That resurrection may be yours. We are all revenants. All living Christians are dead pagans walking about. You, my friends, you are alive in Christ. And so Paul says, consider your callings, brothers. Calling, excuse me, it's singular. Calling, brothers. Not many of us were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. 
God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what the world despises and rejects, Jesus Christ, to save those guilty of despising and rejecting him, you and me, and all who put their trust in Jesus of Nazareth to be the one to give them eternal life on the day of judgment. From death, comes life. From Jesus' death, Jesus' life, comes your death, you dead pagan, and your life, you living Christian. Welcome to the resurrection of the remnant, you dear remnant. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard and keep your hearts in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.